The other night I was talking to my kids at dinner about all the places that are closing, and they said, Dad, what do we, what do we normally do when this happens? And I said, guys, this has never happened before. I mean, at least in, in my lifetime. We are living in challenging times. And for many of us, that runs our anxiety levels, our stress levels at a totally different level. You know, I feel like even for myself, my own heart rate or blood pressure or something just seems consistently higher than it normally does. I can, I can just feel like I'm not as settled as I normally am. And I'm, just, I'm not normally a, a fearful person either. I, I was processing with my wife about this the other night. And I said, you know, I think if they just told us, okay, listen, uh, for five weeks, the schools are going to be closed, the following institutions and businesses are going to be closed. And then at the end of five weeks, it's all going to go back to normal and everything will be fine. I th- I, honestly, I think we could tough it out collectively as a society for five weeks. But I think what's happening right now in life, the thing that's increasing our anxiety is that the story seems to change every day, right? Like more things shut down every day. More of you lose your jobs every day. How long they think this is all going to last seems to get longer every day. And what that does is that that increases our uncertainty. And that makes us feel like we have even less control than ever. And then that creates all this stress and anxiety that's at a whole new level for the vast majority of us. Here's another way you can kind of look at it. I want you to imagine that you are a ship in a port, maybe in a bay or something. And you're, you're on the sea, you're on the water, but you're really close to the land. And let's say that your normal life say like a few weeks ago for most of us, in your normal life, the seas are fairly calm. Like, yes, yes, the tides come in, the tides go out, but you've got roughly the same view and life is safe, predictable, and relatively under control. But now it feels like a storm is coming and you can feel the winds starting to pick up, right? And the waves are higher than they ever were before. In fact, the waves are beginning to pull you out to see. And for a lot of us, what happens in those situations is we begin to become nervous that if the storm were to pull us out into the sea, we don't know what to do. And what you need in that case is you need an anchor. Something that will secure you to a fixed point and keep you from drifting out to sea and feeling the full effects of the storm. See, I think that's precisely what so many of us need right now. And so what we're going to do is for the next three weeks, we're going to do a three-week teaching series called Anchored. Now, the anchor is um, mentioned as a metaphor in the Bible. So take a look at this. This is from Hebrews uh, chapter 6, 18 through 19. It says this, therefore, we who have fled to him, that's to God, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. He's saying those who trust in God have an anchor for their souls. Even if the world around them is crazy and it feels like it's just trying to blow them out to sea, it says that their hope in God is an anchor for their soul. Okay, well, how does, like, how does that actually work, though? It starts with remembering 
who God is. Remembering who God is is going to be such a key to letting God be an anchor in your life right now. So in this three-week series, what we're going to do is we're going to focus on three different things about God, one each week, three things that are critical to understand if your hope in him is going to be an anchor in your life right now. Here's the first one. God is in control. Yeah. Some of you need to like say that out loud with me right now. God is in control. See, one of the main teachings of the Bible is that God is control is in control of all things at all times in every situation. You know, in Christianity, we call this the sovereignty of God. Uh, that means that God is the sovereign. It means he's the ruler of all things. He sits on the throne and he's in control. And so this is an important belief, right? Because you can think about the opposite. If God is not in control, if God is not sovereign, then that's not a God you even want to worship, right? If God is somehow in heaven and not in control, and he's looking down at earth right now and he's going, oh no, oh no, not the coronavirus. Oh, it just made it to this country. Oh, what am I going to... That is not a God that you want to worship or spend any time following. No, the Bible is really clear that God is sovereign and that he's in control. I'm going to read you some scripture passages on, on this. This is from uh, the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament. Isaiah 46 says this. This is God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. He says, remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning from ancient times, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Or here's another helpful passage from one of the Psalms. Psalm 103 says, The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. So if you read the Bible, one of the things that you'll see is in so many of the stories, you'll notice that God has control over even the minute details of our lives, and he weaves them together for his grander purposes. And God is on the throne right now. Right now. He is in control. You know, Pastor John Piper uh, says that God is probably doing 10,000 different things in your life right now, but you are maybe only dimly aware of, say, three of them. Now, those numbers are arbitrary, of course, but the point still stands. We, we only have a tiny idea of what God is doing through all of this. It's like we're like little kids peering through the keyhole trying to make sense of God's bigger picture. And we can't mistake that sliver of perspective that we have and that sliver in time that we're looking for the whole spectrum of reality and history. But listen, I think often it can be hard to trust that God is in control when we're in the midst of a crisis that affects us. But if we look at it objectively and we look at it as if we're not personally in the crisis, right? You look at something when it's not affecting you, it's actually easier to see this and understand this. Like, okay, for example, um, what if I came to you, say, six months ago, back when things are normal, maybe even six weeks ago, right? And I just asked you a question. I said, hey, do you believe that God is in control of our lives, of planet Earth? Many of you, probably most of you, would have said yes. And think about this. You would have answered yes, even though intellectually you know that history is chock full of tragedies and crises 
uh, albeit ones that probably mostly don't personally affect you. And yet, we still believe through all of those things that God is in control. And think about all the things even in our own lives where we still believe that. Right? Maybe at the birth of your beautiful child, for some of you, we believe that God is in control. We believe God is in control even when we lose a job. Then we believe that God is in control when we get a new job and we get a promotion. God was in control even in difficult times of our history, times like September 11th. The same God that we believe is in control when he's blessing us with all the good things is the same God that is in control when we don't understand what he's doing in the difficult times. And now, in the season that we're in, when life has become rapidly difficult for us personally, We must ask anew, do we believe, do I believe that God is in control? You know, perhaps we haven't asked this question on such a widespread global level since maybe even back in the days of World War II. While many were asking, God, are you in control? While firebombs were raining down on their cities, while they had to send their sons off to war, while they went to war on the front lines themselves, they asked, God, are you in control? Speaking of World War II, uh, you know, one of the greatest uh, books to come out of World War II uh, was uh, Corrie Ten Boom's uh, The Hiding Place, which is an amazing book. Uh, Corrie and her family were Dutch Christians that they, they hid Jews in their house. They had this kind of makeshift closet that they made and they hid Jews there until eventually they were caught and their whole family was sent to a concentration camp. Well, Corrie uh, was in the barracks with her sister, Betsy, and the barracks that they were put in were just swarming, just swarming with fleas. Well, one morning, uh, Corey and her sister Betsy, they were uh, reading the scripture together. They were able to actually smuggle a Bible into the concentration camp, which is amazing. And they were reading First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, which says, Give thanks in all circumstances. And so they started to pray through the scripture, and they said, let's give thanks. Let's give thanks. And they said, God, uh, we thank you that we're still together. God, we thank you that we smuggled in this Bible and we haven't got caught with it. And then Betsy, Corey Tenboom's sister, prayed, and God, I thank you for the fleas. And Corey, uh, who's the author of this book, The Hiding Place, said, and then I said to her, uh, yeah, no, I'm not praying for that. <laughs> like, I, will, I just will not. I'm drawing the line there. I'm not thanking God for the fleas. And her sister said, no, 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 look at the Bible verse. It doesn't say give thanks in pleasant circumstances. It says give thanks in all circumstances. By the way, why does it even say that? Why why give thanks in all circumstances? Well, it says that because that's a way that we acknowledge that God is in control of all things. See, if you can only give him thanks for some things, then you might be liable to think that God made some mistakes with the other things. No, we give thanks in all things. Uh, a few days after this, after they had given thanks for even the fleas, Betsy Tenboom, Corey's sister, she came into the barracks with a twinkle in her eye. And she said, Corey, you know how we've always wondered why the guards never ever come in the barracks, even when we like open up the Bible and we're teaching the other women? She said, I just found out. 
She said, listen, we were having a dispute, me and some of the other women, and we asked the guard to come into the barracks to solve the dispute. And the guard said, no way, I'm not going in there. They're like, why? And the guard said, there's fleas everywhere. I will never go in those barracks. And she said, Corey, think about this. The reason that we've been able to share God's word to be a comfort to all these women, the reason we've been able to lead so many of these women to Christ from God's word is because of the fleas. Corey, give thanks in all circumstances. Listen, God is in control. He was in control then. He is still in control today. And I just know, I know and I believe that God is going to use even this really difficult time in amazing ways. And so believing that God is in control, that sets an anchor for your soul in turbulent times. But you still have to go about the process of letting your anchor down. I think there are many people out there who would say right now that they believe in God, like on paper, right? But they aren't actually anchoring themselves and believing that God is in control. And so really right now in this crisis, their, their minds, their minds are drifting out to sea in fear and in worry. The anchoring takes effort, but it doesn't happen automatically. See, with God's help, we can be intentional with lowering our anchor deep down into the truth that the Bible teaches. You know, one of the things that our passage in Hebrew says is it says, hold hold to the hope. Like you don't just believe in God once and then you're kind of done with it. You, you grab on to that hope this week that he is in control and then you set that anchor and you pull it down deep into your soul. And doing that is actually going to take some action on your part. Like let me give you a few things. More than ever, you just need to be in God's word, the Bible, every day. Because that's where you're going to find the truth that God is in control and he's been in control of the past, he's in control in the present, and by the way, he's gonna be in control in the future. Uh, If you're not used to reading the Bible, maybe you've never even read it before, uh, you download our Renovation Church app, you can find it right in there, there's even Bible reading plans, like 100 chapters in 100 days, that you can get started on, or just find a Bible, if you have one in your house, just open up to the book of Matthew, that's where you find the, the stories about Jesus, and I just know that'll be a blessing to you, because you'll just be anchoring yourself in God's truth. Also, here's another one, Uh, Over these next few days, don't just be practicing uh, social distancing, but practice some social media distancing and some media distancing each day. And then take that time instead to anchor yourself in Jesus, in prayer each day, right? To begin to bring your fears to him. Uh, If you're not used to praying a lot, it doesn't have to be really fancy. It's just talking to God like he's your best friend. You just sit down and say, Lord, uh, God, help me with this. I just, I need you right now. Maybe even take this psalm from the Bible. And some of you, I would encourage you to just write this on your mirror for the next week or, or put it on a post-it note and put it on your computer. This is Psalm 56, verses three and four. It says this, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? You see the process of that verse of putting your anchor down. Look at it. So the psalmist, he starts out afraid. He says, I'm afraid. And then he puts his trust in God. That's an active thing. And that's putting the anchor down. And then he says, and now I'm not afraid. 
What is he doing? Well, he's just reminding himself that God is in control. Right? And this is a discipline. It, it, it's a habit that we should engage in, honestly, both proactively and reactively. In other words, you, you're proactive by just reading God's word every day. One of the best things you can do is wake up, have breakfast, write it at the beginning of the day, and just open up the Bible. And what that's doing is you're just plopping the anchor down. You're putting the anchor down at the beginning of your day. You're going, I have no idea what this day is going to bring. But I'm just going to start by putting the anchor down and just reading and seeing that God is in control. But it's not just proactively putting down the anchor, but it's reactively throughout the day too, right? Some of you, maybe most of your day goes fine, or maybe you're trying to put on a smiling face for your kids, but then the evening comes and then anxiety just creeps up. Well, in those moments, you react as well. You drop the anchor again. Maybe you even memorize that verse, verses from Psalm 56, and you just say, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. God, I'm afraid right now, and I'm just trusting in you, and I'm acknowledging that you have got this, and you are in control. I'm not in control. You are in control. And for those of you that are listening to this, and you're not sure that you even have an anchor, you're going, I don't, I don't talk to God like that. I don't have a relationship like that. That's not an anchor for my life. I just want you to know you can have a relationship with God. And you can know his love and his care for you. Now, one thing that I want you to visually see in this anchored series, look at, the, look at the picture of the anchor. And notice that it's the cross that holds all the parts of the anchor together. And we're just going to keep coming back to this in this series. You see that? What will really secure you in difficult times more than anything is the cross of Jesus Christ. I believe the cross proves that God is in control. See, all of Jesus' followers, they were devastated when Jesus died on the cross. They thought, they were looking to God saying, you are not in control right now. How could you have done this? What were you thinking? And yet, three days later, God proved more than ever that he is in control. And he knows what he's doing. And Jesus died upon that cross because he loves you. He's seen your every mistake, your every sin, and he died on the cross for your sins. He was dying, taking your punishment. And the Bible teaches that if you believe in that and you say, Jesus, I believe in that. I want you to die in my place. I want to begin to follow you, that he will forgive you of every sin you've ever made and ever will make. And you can start a relationship with him and he will come into your life. And you can set that anchor down and you can know hope and peace because God is in your life. And you can do that. If you've never done that before, when this is over, I just want you to maybe get next to your bed or by your computer or wherever you are and just say, Lord, I, I invite you into my life. I believe that you died on the cross for me. If you do that, would you just send us a message on Facebook or maybe email us at welcome at renovationchurch.org and let us know and we can help you get started in your relationship with him. So let me just pray to close this message and then we have just a, a few announcements for you. Lord, I pray that you would be our anchor and that we wouldn't let our minds get tossed out in this turbulent sea of what's happening right now. Teach us, Lord, every day to just put our anchor down and trust in you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.